This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Fern Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Here today, covering syndication one more time. This is going to wrap up our little mini-series here on syndication. Again, syndication in short, it's a promote, a sponsor, syndicate. It's basically your raising funds for real estate investment and there's two types of people there's the general partner people or entities and then there's the limited limited partner if you're the syndicator you're the general partner and you know basically you got to watch out you got to know the basics you got to understand the financial metrics you got to make sure you're following the law properly sec regs we've covered that and then you need to know how to uh operate the spreadsheets and do the math or at least somebody in your team needs to if you're a limited partner, you need to really uh, dig into who your syndicator is, make sure he or she is credible, and make sure they have experience, make sure they have skin in the game that your interests are aligned, make sure you and they understand how the investment's supposed to work. And the one last thing for today is you want to understand what the reporting is going to look like. And reporting meaning after the asset's purchased, you know, what kind of communications are going to be between the promoter the syndicator, you know, and the limited partners. I sold I sold a mobile home park to a fund, I don't know, three years ago. And and I'm part of the fund. I had to be part of the fund as part of the sales. I left like sixty five grand in the deal. And you know, we own five more parks there, but I'm not the managing partner on that. And the limited part the man the managing partner is a group of three guys and they're just horrible. Um, two of them in particular and they're breaking all kinds of rules. SEC rules, IRS rules, loan covenants, operating agreement rules, local rules. They're a huge pain. Um, but for me as a limited partner, the downside, even more so, is I have, they, have, they have zero communication. And I don't know if any idea what they're doing. You know, when I get a little free time, maybe I'm going to sue them and bust their balls a little bit. But in the meantime... It's not enough money, the juice ain't worth the squeeze for me to stop what I'm doing to go pursue that at this juncture. But what I I didn't really have a chance, I don't really have a choice in that example. But you guys, limited partners, you have a choice, and who you invest with, and you want to ask the syndicators what kind of reporting you do, and you want to talk to their some references, some other investors. You want to maybe get a, get a sample report from another project, and. That's just a key responsibility, in my opinion, as a syndicator. And was it? What do you have to do? I mean, you got regular things like uh, investor calls. I think uh, Sam Hales was telling us on our podcast a weeks back they do an investor call weekly. That's that's really impressive. Uh, some other groups, um, I know, like Worcester Fund, who I've done some business with, they I think do monthly for their group. That's that's good. Sometimes you just have individual. If you got if you got individual PPMs, you probably don't have a weekly call or monthly call. You probably just answer the phone when your investors call. And that's how most of us kind of start out is you just do a one-off project and you fund it with two, three, five, ten people, people or entities. So you got the calls. Then the key, I think, is the investor reports. 
we do these monthly. I mean, we do our bank recs twice a month and our P&Ls once a month, so we might as well, in our mind, do the do the reports monthly. But the industry standard is probably quarterly. Um, and what's in the investor report? Typically, there's a narrative uh, telling the story. What's up? Highlights, lowlights, you know, financial summary paragraph, maybe a leasing status update if you got a heavy infill, or maybe a construction update if you got some construction. So there's a narrative. We include maps, you know, because typically we do a lot of heavy infill, and the, the map tells tells the story, you know, colors and changes and things like that. We do the, we, we submit the rent roll, which shows the occupancy and then also the delinquency. And then we, we submit the trial balance, and then we do a profit and loss. And if you've got more than one entity, typically in a syndication, I've got the investor's entity, which is the parent of the two subsidiaries, the home's entity and the land entity. The investor's entity really doesn't have much from a transactional standpoint, um, it's the two subsidiaries that do. So we turn in a monthly P&L for all three of those entities. And then similarly, we turn in a monthly balance sheet for all three of those. So the financial statements are really the key. And then the other thing you got to report is, you know, your, your tax returns. So, you know, we, I try to get the tax returns out as fast as I can because I've, I've got other properties I'm a you know, silent investor in or I was an active investor in some of them on the retail side in years past, but I was the minority partner, so I didn't have control over when the taxes got done. And my partner had, I don't know, 50 entities, so he was always, you know, pushing up on that October 15th deadline. So, you know, it's supposed to be April 15th, but you can get extension to October 15th. I try to get the, t- the K-1s out the door in January um, as fast as we can so that I'm not the bottleneck slowing down the team. Obviously, my CPA firm is going to be, you know, part of that as well and their timelines. But typically, tax returns and LLC, most of our LLCs are, are, are uh, taxed and formed as partnership taxation status. You can also do S-Corp. That's pretty rare other than like a management LLC or something. Um, so from a syndicator standpoint, you're probably doing a Form 1065 tax return, and then you're sending K-1s to every individual investor. And and that's really it. I mean, reporting is important, but it's it's not it's not that complex. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but ultimately, I mean, to be a good syndicator, I think you need to you need to understand the basics, understand the math, um, understand how to work the math and the formulas in your spreadsheets so you can better audit your financial team or be the financial guru on your team. You got to make sure you're navigating all the laws properly, which means uh, proper disclosures, proper uh, documentation. Make sure you're only letting in sophisticated and or accredited investors depending on the type of the fund offering and then ultimately you're going to have strong reporting that's pretty much it uh been nice to talk to you all on this syndication be safe have fun god bless you've been listening to the mobile home park lawyer podcast with ferd neiman ready to learn more go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.